1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Ali McCoist believes Rangers profit on Alfredo Morelos could be hit by his red card record Neil Lennon's the safe choice for Celtic according to his former assistant Johan Mialbe and it's heating up in the championship with only four points separating the bottom half of the league I'm Gordon Duncan joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yeah and as Neil Lennon tries to plot taking another leg towards the treble treble the race for his job appears to, appears to be intensifying from Andre Villas-Boas to Roberto Martinez to Davy Moyes to Michael O'Neill. They're all being lined up as though they've got a shot at the job, but it won't be Marco Rose. He is going to Borussia Mönchengladbach and across the city at Rangers. What do they do with Alfredo Morelos? Do you keep him and hope that he gets back to concentrating on the football or do you cash in and rebuild the club? Ali McCoyst is his say and it's very interesting what the former Rangers manager has got to say on it. And Jim Duffy, huge cup games this weekend. Mm. The Premiership has a little bit of a rest before they crack mm. on with the post-split fixtures. Yeah, I mean obviously, you know, for, for the four teams involved, uh, so people always say it's the nervy occasion but I think the two teams, you know, that particularly from Celtic and Aberdeen, they're the two teams given with an awful lot of experience uh, in recent years of these situations. So they shouldn't be phased by that. And, uh, you know, Aberdeen, I think, have always been very tactically sound under, um, you know, Derek McInnes. Uh, they've had great results against Rangers, obviously, and obviously a, a great result last time down at Celtic Park, 0-0. So again, I think it'll be a tactical game. I think Aberdeen will try and make sure that it's very difficult for Celtic. And Celtic not firing all cylinders again. No, no, at the weekend there, but um, you know the fans will expect them to get to the final and not just get to the final, but win it. Now, in the second hour of tonight's show, we're going to be joined by former Rangers and Kilmarnock defender Stevie Smith. So, if you've any questions or points for him, feel free to get them in in advance. And don't forget the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Pub Quiz Friday the nineteenth of April at the Drygate Brewing Company sold out. So, if you want to come along, you're going to have to win yourself some tickets by playing tonight's Beat the Pundit. But that's coming a bit later on. Let's move on with today's news. I'm keen to get your reaction to this, particularly Rangers fans, I would imagine. But anyone else? Who wants to have their say Ali McCoist says Alfredo Morelos is damaging his reputation And sell-on value with his disciplinary record McCoist thinks Steven Gerrard will have a tough time Deciding what to do with the striker And says he's got no chance If he doesn't learn from his mistakes Let us know what you think It's a difficult question to answer Because clearly that, that you know he's let himself down and, and let the team down with the disciplinary measures You know, sent off five times Clearly isn't good enough Arguably this could be the player of the year We're talking about as well So it's a dilemma You know, he, he, in terms of his goals Scored this season he's been great some of his performances have been fantastic but clearly a discipline problem Stephen knows that I think watching Stephen and listening to the interview after after he let himself down and let his teammates down and the fans down against Celtic I could I could see Stephen I could sympathise with Stephen because I knew where he was he clearly has defended his player Morelis at times but I think he just felt he'd overstepped the mark in that particular game and I couldn't agree with him more it's now that uh, Alfredo Morelis has to take responsibility for his own actions if he, if he hasn't learned from the mistakes that he's made particularly the mistake in the old firm game then there's probably no chance for him but I would be very very hopeful that he has learned from that whether Rangers get an offer in the, in the summer for him that's acceptable to, to Stephen and the board will remain to be seen but the fact of the matter is there will be one or two clubs put off by his disciplinary record and his, probably his value will have dropped a little bit but that said listen we all know in the modern game there are coaches and managers that clearly clearly still uh, sought after position as a centre forward that scores goals and he is one of them 
So Ali McCoy knows a thing or two About playing up front for Rangers He thinks one or two clubs will be put off Alfredo Morelos By that disciplinary record Do you agree or disagree? 01419511025 Let's hear from you Yeah I mean I think this is one of those ones where He's, he's, he's scored obviously an unbelievable amount of goals uh, And I think that's the, the sad thing is He's detracting from his, mm. the quality he's shown on the pitch And his prowess in and around the penalty box And playing a lot of times as an isolated striker at times You know he doesn't have that same goal return as we mentioned before From the wide areas So he's had to take a, a fair share of responsibility and perhaps it's weight, you know, that weight on his shoulders and that burden on his shoulders is he's, he's maybe just uh, been a little bit too much at times. The one thing I, I will say, though, is it's not always the club who decide, um, Gordon. You know, we saw it with Dembele, uh, Celtic, right on transfer. I'm want to go. Mm-hmm. He forced Celtic's hand and ultimately Celtic thought, right, do we keep a player who's obviously unhappy or do we cash in? Decided to cash in. And if Fred Morelos and his his um, his uh, agents, his representatives, if they go to Rangers and say, "Listen, our client wants to move in the summer," then Rangers then have to make sure that they get the best for him. Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't get his wish, even if he's under a long term contract, you know that you know you might not mm-hmm. just get the same player back in the summer. So I think Rangers got to clarify it with his representatives, and then. You know, it's in Rangers' hands after that. Let's hear from you. 0141-951-1025. Give us a call right now. Mark Greedy, if, if there's one thing in football which tends to cover up a multitude of sins, it's being a goal scorer. Yeah. So it's hard to get, we don't know. We can't get in the heads of, of every club, every chairman, every chief exec yeah. out there. But will will it would it impact any potential suitors and the price they're willing to pay? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it will. And it certainly gives them a strong bargaining. Point from the off When you're having a conversation With your opposite chief executive And that's what it comes down to It's chief executives Will control How much And uh, right away they say Yeah well you know what We think he's only worth Whatever Six million Or eight million Well we think he's worth Twelve or fourteen Yeah but he's got five red cards So I think what you'll find With that he's got a problem With his disciplinary record Is that There will be Add-ons Built in success And he will If the club does And, and, and what he does In a future um, add on But I think at the moment Unless Morelos can come back For his final What will he get to pay th- Three games Gordon at, at the end of the season After the split So unless he can come back and, and shows And for example Do you know what can take Take it almost all away Goals against Celtic And A clean performance In terms of No yellows No reds No going nose to nose With anybody Concentrate Because he's not scored Against Celtic yet But if he does it In the game at Ibrox On May the 11th Then 12th, all of a sudden think, May the yeah. 12th and all of a sudden that, that can take it um, Away But he's He's uh, I think it's difficult he's, because he, he's going to have to walk in eggshells Almost isn't he Because Everybody's going to be under the microscope In that particular Aye. game So Edney does Even any Kind of bump into someone Any kind of little Aye, thing but It's going to be very difficult For the rest of this season For him But you know Not, not because it's, it's, it's maybe unfair You know But Because you could judge You should get judged In your performance mm. On that particular day But when you do Earn the reputation It does follow you for a while 01419511025 That's the number you need It's the number Andrew In Somerson's dial Hi Andrew Yes hello there Hello to the panel um, No I just uh, feel We should keep a hold of Morelos For the goals that he scored He is a magnificent player The discipline issues I feel it can be sorted out I go back to Graham Souness When he was the manager of Rangers Ian Durant Was very He, would just, he wouldn't get in for challenges And Souness 
changed him and made him go in for tough challenges and made him a better player that way. And I feel Morelos can be changed as well. If he wants to take his anger out, take it out in the pitch. Because, you know, if he's falling down or whatever, don't go. It's too easy. And only he can change. So that's it. Jim Duffy, yeah. do managers always back themselves to to be able to change a player? You know, if there's a if there's a manager out there, will they always think, yeah, I can I can I can be the arm around the shoulder he needs? No, not always. No, I mean, I think if you take a player in, invariably you take him in. If you take a player in, it's got a reputation. Whoever new manager, whatever that manager, obviously then he believes. But you can run out of patience. Of course you can. I mean, whether it's any manager, any level, you'll give a player enough. Opportunities to change And then it comes a time You draw the line Some are a little bit further Than others are line But you know Some are you know Got a shot And it also depends On the level of the club And the competition you've got You know There's there's so many players I mean Relatively recently um, Balotelli Was a big signing For Liverpool Like Brendan mm-hmm. Rodgers It was You know Whether he was <laughs> Responsible for the signing Is another matter But he came into Liverpool But you know Eventually They just run out of patience With him Because you give him Too many chances So um, you know, Alfredo Morelos has had a, enough opportunities now. He's been in Scottish football now for two seasons. He knows the way the game is. He knows the opposition. He knows what's to be expected. But his manager, I think, is in that last game there. I believe that Stephen Gerrard has drawn the line no more, and I don't think he'll get any more chances. Mark Greedy, the reason we're talking about this is because Ali McCoyst came out today and said yeah. that he thinks some clubs would be put off Alfredo Morelos because of the yeah. red cards. What about viewing it slightly differently If you're a Rangers fan saying Good, I don't care if they're put off Because I'd actually quite like them to stay Listen, if, if Jim mentioned it earlier What's got to happen Whether it's Stephen Gerrard and the player or, or Stuart Robertson or Dave King and his agent They need to have a conversation very quickly And it's nothing to do about discipline It's about to do about desire to be at Rangers next season And they help them stop nine in a row Do you want to be here? Are you up for it? If the answer is yes, yeah, good you go with him If there's any doubt in his mind You need to punt him as quickly as possible And get the best prey from him As quickly as possible You can't wait till August 31st Gordon That's a decision that needs to be made Before he goes away To Colombia On on May the 20th Whenever he's going to go So That's a conversation And The one thing that Rangers have got in the favour If the boy You know Thinks to throw the toys at the pram Because he doesn't want to be here You'll need to sell him Is that Let's just Take a nice round figure That's not going to Upset Rangers fans And this isn't going to be Too ridiculous otherwise. Let's say 10 million quid That's not a lot of money For down the road As we know That is a very comfortable If you want to call him a gamble Because of his disciplinary issues That's a very comfortable gamble For a club Down the road to take And I think With add-ons Yeah With yeah, add-ons And if somebody yeah. says You know what Taking everything into account It's a lovely figure for Rangers They got him for a million They helped him get into Europe They then gives him a chance To go and build two, two, Bring two or three more players in Ten million, I think, is is fair, and especially if the boy doesn't want to be here. Uh, Alan McCoyst also thinks Ryan Kent's form could end up with Rangers being priced out of a move for him in the summer. He believes Stephen Gerrard must be given the right backing so they don't fall further behind Celtic. Absolutely, I think there's always the danger of that. You know, I think because I think Celtic will clearly strengthen the summer. They've got uh, one or two players, obviously being in loan and things like that. So they've got one or two players that and positions that need, certainly needed uh, looking at. I think Neil's come out and said that already, and I think that's the general consensus. But I, I don't think you know either club can afford to look at each other. I think they've got to look at themselves, and I think. 
think I definitely think Celtic will strengthen, uh, and from that point of view, I would be very very hopeful, and I think Rangers will strengthen also. I know Jordan Jones has come in, and he's had a great season as well, and I saw him play a couple of good games over obviously in the recent international break for Northern Ireland. But Kent has been fabulous. Since he's come back from from his injury and his layoff, he's been terrific. I thought his performance, his level of performance in the Old Firm game at Celtic Park was excellent. I thought he was the best man in the in the park, and I would imagine that if there's any way Stephen can keep him in another loan deal, I think that's the only way it might happen. I think his performances might just have priced them out the market to buy for a club like Rangers. I might be wrong, you never know, but I just think Rangers' best chance of, of maybe keeping them would be another loan deal for next season and if that could happen, I think it would be actively encouraged. Last time Stephen Gerrard spoke about it, he said the reported figures were a bit inflated, a bit exaggerated, maybe sounded like he, he felt there was a, a, a chance, a small chance. Uh-huh. What do you think, Ryan I, Kent? Well, I think for, for Rangers, I, th- I would imagine Rangers' ceiling Gordon would be three, three and a half. You know, if they wanted to really push the boat out for somebody, I would imagine Ryan Kent's an absolute minimum double that seven, eight, nine, ten. Again, he, he's been up here. He's got his forty games under his belt. He's scored goals in big games. He's got the mentality. He's a Liverpool player, so right away, yeah, it's just a different market, isn't it? Isn't yeah. So I, I, I think I agree with Alan McCoy. The only way we can get him is by a loan fee. Now Rangers might think you know what it's worth paying over the top for a loan fee. Let's just say Liverpool say you can have him for a two million quid loan fee for next year. I could see the sense in maybe doing that. I can't see the sense in that. Uh, but it's financial madness to pay for Rangers seven, eight, nine million quid. It doesn't make sense. That's like Celtic paying twenty million pound for somebody. You, they just can't do it, and that's not a criticism. That's just reality. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll be at Rangers next year. Uh, I think um, he's he's a terrific player. As I, as I mentioned before, he's got. A bit to learn, but as, as Mark rightfully pointed uh, pointed out, you know the market down south can dictate it. You know, so Rangers and even Ryan Kent can be very keen to stay at Rangers, but ultimately he's a Liverpool player, and if Liverpool accept an offer, you know, of whatever six seven million pounds in, in add-ons, then the player will then have a decision to make: does he stay at Liverpool and stay in the background and maybe on occasional sub and get a wee, you know run out for 10 minutes or does he go and play regular first team football so I, j- I just can't see it it'd be the best role in the world and it'd be great because we want as many top players mm. in Scotland as we possibly can and Ryan Kent certainly one of the one of the guys that you pay money to see so um, but I, I just don't think it's financially viable Craig's a Rangers fan on the line hi Craig hi Gordon hi, hi how are you um, not bad not bad um, I, I kind of disagree a, a little bit with you know, what's been said about He's you know, whether Morelos is disciplined on the record will harm his value that much. I think his discipline is a problem. It's something that does you know, he needs to address himself and I think the right manager can also address as well. I also have sympathy with him because I think there's you know, he has had I think one of the red cards was overturned at the start of the season and I think referees when Morelos is on the park are watching him like a hawk. You know, so Mark was talking about he has to have a a clean game in the next Old Firm game and not pick up a book and that's extremely hard when you're in that environment of an Old Firm game but also when you know the referee is watching everything you do because there's things that other players will do and get away with that he might not get away with because of the previous issues he's got and referees will be watching that so it's difficult but when you consider the goals he's scored even though he's missed so many matches he's got 29 goals he's top scorer in the league it's frightening to think how many more goals he would have had had they not been suspended. And I think that's what clubs will ultimately look at. They'll look at it and say, if we can 
addresses discipline issues, this is a guy who could conceivably get 25 to 30 goals a season. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's become the it's become a bit of a lazy comparison, granted, but I'll go for it anyway. People always talk about Luis Suarez because he had a terrible disciplinary record and it didn't put Barcelona off. Now, before anyone shouts at the radio, I know he's Luis Suarez and he's world class, but surely it's all relative because... No offence I don't think Barcelona Are trying to sign Alfredo Morelos So it's all relative He was a world class player With a disciplinary issue And a world class club The best club arguably Were willing to take that So if you bring it down In relative terms Does the same logic not apply? It probably does Gordon Yeah it probably does uh, I would agree with you um, On that On Craig's point though You know Referees are watching but All you need to do Is behave yourself And concentrate on being a football And if you look at his red cards Off the top of my head I think they're pretty all for retaliation. Yeah, I don't think it's any not like he's gone over the no. He yeah. doesn't go over the ball. He's not. You know, it's about so. Yeah, I know you can't stop Scott Brown for clipping your heels or somebody coming in and having a wee nudge at you or whatever. You can't control that situation, but what you can control is how you deal with it after it. And he has to learn to count to three, not get involved. And the best way to answer situations like that is to score a goal. And he ain't scored against Celtic yet. He's missed two or three sitters over the past couple of years. That game next month is a perfect opportunity for him to, sh- to, to make up in a way to his teammates and his manager and the supporters and also to show any suitors um, that he you know he can handle um, that kind of pressure. So, you know, yeah, I get your point, Craig, but all you need to do is show self-restraint and behave yourself for 90 minutes. Shouldn't it be that difficult? Final word to you, Craig. Yeah, well, I think, I mean... I can I can buy that to a degree, but I mean, like, you know, Jim, you're a manager, right? If you've got players in the park, do you want your players going out in the park, playing against the opposition team, and allowing themselves to be walked all over for fear that if they so much as look in the direction of the other player that's winding them up, they'll get booked? This is the issue. He has to be allowed the same latitude every other player in this country gets allowed. Yeah. Alfredo Morelos says to be allowed to not allow himself to be walked over and to at least put his authority in a game and let players like Scott Brown know you're not going to come out in this park and bully me. Yeah. No, listen, um, I agree with you. He's got, he's got to stick up for himself. He's got to be strong. He's got to be powerful. But you can't react. As, as Matt said, a lot of the stuff is reaction and, and it's retaliation. And that's the thing. But no, absolutely stand your ground. But unfortunately, once you start to earn the reputation, how many times have you seen it, Craig? There's one player on the pitch that will tackle someone. It's a really bad tackle. And people say, oh, he's not normally that type of player. The referee gives him a yellow card. You get another guy who make the exact same tackle because you've got a reputation. Well, the referee's sprinting towards him with the red card out. So it's only human nature of a referee. They are aware of players mm. There are players who You know Maybe don't get the benefit Of the doubt the same And I think Alfredo Morelos Could be One of those type of players Thanks to Craig 0141 That's the number you need We're about to hear from Johan Mialwe On Neil Lennon's Managerial credentials For Celtic That's coming up After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here with me, Gordon Duncan. Give us a call or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. We kicked off the show by hearing from Ali McCoyce talking about Alfredo Morelos. David Winning says, when your enemies are desperate for you to sell a player, Morelos, I would keep him. Obviously, he worries all the talking heads. Not sure if Ali McCoist is an enemy as such But um, what else have we got? Bob is not too worried Bob McCallum says We're either getting 15, 20 million Or he stays and scores 30 next season There we go 01419511025 That's the number you need on the phones Let's hear from Johan Mialbi He says Celtic would be taking the safer bet By giving Neil Lennon the job full time 
Roberto Martinez and Andre Villas-Boas are atop the bookies list to become Brendan Rodgers' permanent replacement but Mialbi, who of course already spent four years assisting Lennon during his first time says he is the man for the job It's definitely some pressure uh, on his shoulders uh, at the same time he enjoys he enjoys pressure you know that's the way he is we all know uh, uh, how passionate he is uh, not only for football but uh, for Celtic Football Club as well uh, so it's important for me he knows that you know that uh, he, for him to have a chance uh, uh, to get uh, the Celtic manager job uh, for the time, he probably needs to, to obviously uh, win the win the two trophies that are left. Uh, they got a very very good chance uh, league wise, you know, uh, eleven points ahead, and and uh, we're not too many games to go. And now obviously uh, being in the semi final, you know, at William Hill FA Cup. It's probably a safer bet, yes, but it depends how uh, the outlook is for you know from the board. Uh, uh, they're obviously aiming to, to you know keep winning league trophies because that's the bread and butter of of, of, uh, of football clubs. Uh, but at the same time, you have to think about Europe as well. You know, try to uh, crack that nut to a certain degree and do a wee bit better. Andrew's a Rangers fan on the line, but does want to talk about Neil Lennon. Hi, Andrew. Hey, do try. Not too bad. What's your point tonight? Yeah, I just feel as though that Celtic have been a bit hypocritical as well as Neil Lennon. We're going back to a club he walked away from. And if Celtic had any morals about herself, they should have kept the man if he was that valuable towards them. So he's walked away for a year and a half to two years, and now he's came back and picked up drinks to lift a trophy that he shouldn't get anywhere near. I mean, Mark, from memory, it was a relatively amicable parting of the ways from Neil Lennon and Celtic last time, was it not? Yeah, 2014. Um, he decided that, you know, after what four years in the hot seat that was enough um, you know there was probably one or two frustrations in the transfer market um, as well but you know want to kick on he's probably thought you know what four years you know I think as most managers would say that being in charge either side of the old firm three's probably your max four's you know taking yourself right to the limit and you're, and you're probably due a rest when you're under the spotlight and you consider everything else that, that, that Neil Lennon was under during that period so I, I think it was fairly um, amicable if it wasn't then you know Peter Lawwell wouldn't have gone back for him. Um, you know six weeks ago when Brendan Rodgers left to go to Leicester, so it, it's worked out well so far for all parties. Um, and uh, you know I, what did Andrew say? Going back for the dregs or something? Like, he shouldn't be anywhere near it. I think that's a bit disrespectful. Um, you know he's in there doing a job. Um, he's got the club at heart, and in terms of the scenario that unfolded for Celtic, it was a good fit at that time, and it will be reviewed at the end of the season. I mean I think that uh, There's loads of uh, Managers go back to clubs And loads of players Go back to clubs You know you, you know, there's Obviously There's, there's several Who's been at Rangers Several who's been at Different clubs Obviously there's The the magnificent John Lambie Who was at Thistle For four times You know So you know Listen Walter well, Smith went back to Rangers yeah, well, That was a fantastic success yeah, I mean, Second there's, time there's, there's loads of occasions um, I know My own self I was, I was uh, back at Dundee A couple of times So you know, it's, it's one of those situations where sometimes you do. You, you may well even have left under a cloud at some times. It happens, but things change. People change, hierarchy change, managers change, etc. It's who's who's needed at that particular time. And if Celtic believe that Neil Lennon is the right guy, which they have done for this moment in time, mm. then what's, what's the problem with that? I don't, I don't get yeah. the issue with that. Here's a question, Andrew. As a Rangers fan, if we're talking about boosting Rangers' chances of winning something, would you rather Neil Lennon got the job or didn't get the job? 
to be honest, what is irrelevant to us. I just feel as though that the scenario of him going back to a club that he walked away from, well, you see, he was, he was he morally went away himself, you know, in good terms, but I think it was, it was deeper than that, you know. You see, in the transfer market, he never got money to spend. So now they're going to try and give him some money to spend to try and do his own thing at a club. And I see he picked up the drinks. Well, you know, he's got a team that Brendan Rodgers formed. So, you know, it's... He's not well, going to do Not, not accept the job when he's out of work, Andrew? Just because it's, you know, the other guy's decided to go. That's not how it works. If you're out of work and somebody offers you a job in any walk of life and you fancy it, then you're quite entitled to take it. I just think to a personal, maybe it's just me, I don't know, maybe it's just me personally, and I'm not being biased. I like football, I like watching Rangers and Celtic, and I've sat and watched a lot of games with my friends over here, Celtic supporters, and, and I can speak football about football, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I just feel as though that I just think it was a bit, I don't know, I just think there was more to it than, than Neil Lennon going the first time. And but what difference does that make when it was five years ago? Now it's about the here and now. There was a job available, he was available. It's a short term fix that so far has gone okay. Sunday's a massive game and it'll be reviewed by both parties at the end of the season. Five years ago it happened Whatever the circumstances It happened five years ago Okay thank you to Andrew On the line It's 01419511025 If you want to join him Winning the treble treble uh, Won't guarantee Lennon the job Although Mialbi says It would be a blow He thinks it could make him A better manager Let's hear again From Johan Mialbi It would hurt him But he's a professional uh, You know he's got A lot of experience now Being a manager He's been around uh, He can handle himself In, in a good way uh, I do think though if he doesn't get a job, he will be disappointed. But I do think his hunger to for success is going to be even even higher. Is going to be even more. So so I do think you know his next job, if it's not Celtic, uh, I think he's going to go in all guns blazing, you know, to try to really uh, make his name again. I mean, big Burgundy's on Twitter. AVB says interesting, but for me, Roberto Martinez plays attractive football. The Celtic weight would be a coup for Scottish football. Neil Lennon always thankful for the job he's done. Initial three titles, possibly the cup and the league. But for me, it's Roberto. Now, there's not, there's not a great deal in that at the moment, Mark. Mm -hmm. I don't think any concrete evidence to suggest that Roberto Martinez will be the next manager. Mm -hmm. The odds are changing. People are talking yeah. what, would, what would the likelihood of that be? I mean, is it the, the world's number one country at the moment? Well, uh, first of all uh, I don't think he would walk out on, on Belgium um, You know, with a year to go until the US I might be wrong But I don't think he would And secondly For me No, I wouldn't want him as Celtic man You wouldn't? No Based no. on? I think he's too too tippy-tappy For me, if you think Brendan Rodgers is tippy-tappy Then I, I look at and one of the frustrations for me about Brendan Rodgers' team and for any manager is when they take too many gambles at the back you know, as I've always said and call me a dinosaur sometimes I don't think there's any harm in Rose Edna let you get your shape back get your breath back you're a dinosaur I'm a dinosaur <laughs> but on on that for me I, I think back okay and I've just said to the previous caller Andrew it was five years but I think back to Brendan Rodgers' Wigan teams and, and even Everton teams uh, um, Martinez I was like, my God, some of the goals he conceded. And I know they're attractive football, bump, bump, bump. But for me, Roberto Martinez, um, no. 
I mean ultimately Jim at the same, mm. As much as I'm not saying They're not valid concerns It, it must be relatively successful If he's mm. the Belgian manager Yeah I mean again Style of football I mean obviously With Belgium If you just look at the players We've seen Hazard Scoring an unbelievable goal The other night at the end They've got guys like Lukaku And so on and so forth You know they've got some Phenomenal players um, You know but You know if, if someone decides To go to Celtic Fine but I do think you know, we're discussing a situation. I know, I know that listen, that's the way it goes. The bookies and people come up with names and all these kind of things. But there's a guy currently in the yeah. job. That's the bottom line. Neil Lennon is currently in the job, and and he's been told he's there to the end of the season. I, I, I'd be amazed if Celtic have you know went down that road of uh, you know someone else to step in, um, you know, straight away. Um, yes, you know they will have qualifying games very early on. But I think they'll give Neil Lennon every opportunity to get this season finished and be as successful as they would like him to be. Scott's in Postle Park. Hi, Scott. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm just listening to the show there. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard he's asking that last caller uh, about what he thinks is a Rangers fan if Celtic give Neil Lennon the job. And I, I hope they give him the job. And if they, I think if they do, that'll be Rangers' best signing this summer because I think he's, they're going backwards if they give Neil Lennon that job. Because I don't think it's a hard job to replace Brendan Rodgers with the football they were playing in that. Do you know what I mean? And another point, I'd, I'd genuinely, not just saying this as a Rangers fan, I don't think Celtic are as far in front as a lot of their fans believe as the Rangers at all. Alright, let's do I the first point mm-hmm. first, Scott, and I'll let, let you come back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a big statement. Neil Lennon would be Ranger best signing, mm-hmm. says Scott. Yeah, listen, I mean, Neil, Neil Lennon's, we always know, he's the mad mate of Scottish football, isn't he? So you, you understand that, and a lot of Rangers fans obviously don't like him at all. A lot of other fans don't like him, but he, he kind of, that's certainly, he doesn't lose any sleep over that. But his, his role and remit is to be successful for Celtic. That's it. And if Rangers fans believe that he's not the right guy to take, Celtic mm. to the next level Absolutely Scott's 100% entitled to his opinion But Rangers still have a bit to go I I, I don't know I mean it's hard to To gauge a gap Because the points say You know title And people say Well if it was under double figures And all these kind of things But I think it's more about The strength and depth And the quality Of players And I think I still think Rangers have got a fair bit to go mm-hmm. Not, Forget the points If Rangers even finish Five points behind Celtic this year I still think that once you lose the the players on loan, move a few out, get a few in, I still think they've got a fair bit to go uh, in in terms of strength and depth over the course of a whole season, including European uh, competition, to make a sustained challenge over that 36 matches. Scott thinks it's a boost to Rangers if Neil Lennon is the Celtic manager, Mark. Are you going along with that? Only time will tell you. Anyway, and see how how it really works with the squads, Gordon, because there's a lot a job to to be done at, at both clubs during July, and August. Um, what I would say is, I think Celtic have regressed in the past eighteen months, and I think Rangers have improved the past twelve months. Just taking points out of it, is for example, you look at the three old firm games, one goal in it in the three games. Celtic have won two, their two home games. Rangers have won one. The next games. Ibrox, what Rangers need to do is that mentality of their players in terms of beating Dundee and beating St Johnston and beating Hibs on a regular basis the way Celtic have done superbly well uh, for the past eight years and that's why they're champions but I don't think there's a massive gap now I thought a couple of years ago massive gap I said at the start of the season Celtic will win the league comfortably which they're going to do but for me is if you want to look at a 10, 11, 12, 13 point gap is there really that between the teams? I don't think there is I think it can be tighter and I think with the right 
recruitment for Rangers I think they've got a chance of making a real go to it next season Final word to you Scott Yeah it's, it's not that I don't I have no uh, personal feeling towards Neil Lennon I just I just think the, the football suffering and that and I genuinely don't see what, what people are seeing I think Celtic like you said about the last three games it's very very uh, marginal I think I think Rangers are really closing in them even though the league table tells a different story but um, I think uh, and I really think Gerard's the man for us definitely OK thank you to Scott in Postle Park 01419511025 do you agree or disagree with what you're hearing so far let us know after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard member still to come later on is your chance to win tickets to our pub quiz at the Drygate Brewing Company uh, by getting through on Beat the Pundit. And also the second hour, our guest tonight, former Rangers and Kilmarnock defender Stevie Smith. We're on the phones and we're on Twitter. George Brown has got a question for us. Uh, can you inform me why the hearing for Scott Brown is scheduled for the 2nd of May? Why does he have to wait a month after the alleged offence? It's a really boring answer. It's not a fast track crime. It's not a fast track offence. It's not like violent conduct, which is tried to be dealt with in a couple of days. It's just the nature of it. It's a very standard and boring procedure. That just about cover it. There That'll we go. do for me, Gordon. Yeah. There will be more fun with that one on the 2nd of May, I'm sure. Get it in your diary. Yeah. We can talk about it again then. Uh, what about the championship? Now, I reckon the bottom half of our championship must be one of the most exciting parts of any league yeah. in Europe at the moment. You look at the results last night. So, Air United beat Queen of the South. Morton lost at home to Alloa. And Ross County beat Dunfermline. Yes, it may well be almost wrapped up at the top. But the bottom five teams, the bottom half of the division, separated by four points. Yeah, but it's it's brilliant. I'm going through to uh, Dunfermline Falkirk and on on Saturday Falkirk right in the thick of it. And, and you mentioned their Allos result last night at Morton that drags Morton right into it as well. Queen of the South are in it, um, and I have to say that you've got to give a mention to Jim Goodwin, uh, Gordon for his achievements at Alloa. You compare the other part-time club last season, Breakin, that were in that division, four points. All season, four draws, not one victory And Jim's on, what, 32, 33 points Well, I saw a fantastic job for him And I know I've always said And I'm not going to change my mind When it comes to manager of the year I would never vote for anybody out with the top flight Just because of the pressures that are there At the highest level And what you've got to deal with But uh, in terms of um, When you're, you're mentioning people And you're maybe drawing up a short list I'd have to say Jim Goodwin would have to be in it All day long He's clearly a, a, a manager with a, a bright future and for people in this part of the world specifically, Jim, uh, Falkirk, mm-hmm. Partick Thistle, your old club Morton, mm-hmm. I mean, for, for, for either of those, I mean, Morton more recently of course have been um, in in League One, but for Thistle or Falkirk that just would be mm-hmm. would have been unthinkable at the start of the season. Yeah, well, both of those clubs would be looked to be challenging for promotion, you know, and I think Morton as well, you know, we would have probably thought, you look at that division... And everybody thought, you know, Dundee United might have been the team, you know, f- you know, with the financial, um, you know, strength that they have, that they would have been the ones. But Ross County have taken control of that league, and as you as you mentioned, the other teams have been dragged in. And I think it's circumstances. Sometimes you keep thinking, well, they're going to turn it around, mm-hmm. you know, after maybe one result. But none of them can seem to string, you know, yeah. two or three. Unlike Alawa, who have three three own. wins in mm. their own, and I, I, I'm with I'm with Matt. I think Jim Goodman's done a phenomenal job there. Um, you know, even to be still fighting there at yeah. this stage of the season with so few games to go. So yeah, there's going to be uh, you know a lot of nerves um, from from these clubs. Um, there's a, there's some big clubs that are in Scottish level 
you know, in there fighting. And um, yeah, as I said, someone's going to suffer. But um, you know, ultimately, yeah, it does make for drama. But uh, I'm sure all of those managers would rather be in mid-table mediocrity. Yeah, it's at that <laughs> stage of the season people are starting to get a bit worried. Peter is in Greenock as a Morton fan. Are you one of them, Peter? I am. I am. I starting to get worried. Oh, I am starting to swear a wee bit. <laughs> I wish my man was back at a club. <laughs> well, at least he took us at semi-final Who's that, Mark Guidi? Yeah <laughs> I don't think so The other one <laughs> uh, Jim, I mean, listen uh, uh, What's his name? Jim something uh, Jim something <laughs> Some, Jim Putting you on the spot a bit, Jim yeah. <laughs> Not not an easy sort of um, conversation to have But I'm sure you've still got you know, good feelings for the yeah. club is, is it sad to, to see the, 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 the risk of going down? And listen, they may end up finishing mid-table Because that, that yeah. can happen, it's but, so tight Listen, I mean, I don't I don't know that. There's obviously there's, there's, there's that risk But, uh, you know, for me, as I said You know, the you know clubs have dips You know, and you know, have you know, form dips And, you know, obviously at the end of the season You know, that that's really when it counts You know, if you can get on that proper run But Listen, if Morton get two wins, you know, they'll be absolutely fine. Even probably four points would be enough, I think. But, you know, they just have to get that and then regroup. And, you know, John and Johansson come in after Ray McKinnon left uh, with Peter Houston. And he's got, you know, sometimes I say he's a young manager. He's, you know, he's got to be able to deal with the expectations, deal with, you know, some of the, the situations that have come up. And if he gets through this, he'll be a better manager. Mm. And... You know the fans have to, you know, just get behind them. Sometimes you, you have a season that's not as, not went as well as you would have liked to. But for me, no, it's it's a, it's a good club with good people, and you know, you know, I think that uh, if they can just see this out, then I think that next year, then you know, Jonathan will learn from it, and and you you understand the league as well, and how, mm. as you said, how competitive this league is. Uh, Peter, the glass half full approach tells you that Morton are actually sixth. That looks pretty good, but the the glass half empty will tell you you're only four points off of bottom, and that's why you you're starting to worry. Why are you starting to worry rather than look up the way? What is it that's been going wrong? It's because we are nearly sitting near the playoffs. Not so long ago, and it started to dip in the forum and all the rest of it. Uh, it's one of them ones that it's like one of the previous courses that you can't bring a manager back in. Uh, they mentioned Neil Lennon. I've got no care of any one of the two for them. For it. Well, uh, it's one of them ones that that's about. Big Duffy back in the heartbeat, by the way. He's some defender when they play for him. Uh, I, 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 think think I think your defending days are probably over, Jim. Yeah, uh, no offence or anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. when, but when you look at it, is, has, has the introduction of the playoffs, listen, it's great for us, yeah. brilliant drama, yeah. and it's great for a lot of clubs, but does it does it bring an added pressure? Did you find that? Because if you are, mm. let's take the championship. Yeah. Unless you're Alawa, mm. everybody thinks they can make the playoffs, don't yeah. they? Exactly, but that's the way you should be. If you if you start a season with no aspirations, yes. you shouldn't be. Yeah, in but it the does job. bring its own pressure, though, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it's, I wouldn't say it brings its own pressure. You, you know, that's what you should be doing. You should be trying to achieve the best you possibly can. I mean, Morton want to begin the Premier League. They've not been there for thirty years, but they want to be there. So what's the matter with that? There's nothing the matter with having you know, you know, a positive ambition. Sometimes you've got to be realistic, and, and you know, if, if Rangers are in the league and Hibs are in the league and the D and eighteen these teams are in the league, but. Someone will look at Livingston And that that's always Well if Livingston can do it Then Morton can do it I suppose strictly speaking That's true mm-hmm. So But you need to get a run You need a bit of, a bit of fortune You need your players to be healthy 
Um, listen, you know, I appreciate Peter saying some nice things, but not everyone would be in agreement. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people wouldn't have wouldn't have many near near the place, and that's again football opinion. But when things go against someone, have a few bad results, everyone looks at the manager, and that is you know just you know the role you have to accept. So. Jonathan has to, you know, get his skin thicker. I'm sure it is. It's getting thickened by the day. And, um, you know, just just see it out. As I, and as I mentioned earlier on, if he sees this out, he'll be a much better manager for it. Uh, he'll learn the tough side. He'll learn that not everyone's patting him in the back. And, um, you know, and again, he'll regroup and, and, and Morton can recharge the batteries and, and have a better go next year. Here's a tweet from Jim McLaughlin. I really wondered where this was going. Uh, why did scientists spend so much time and money looking for the black hole? They could easily have just looked at Thistle's plans to avoid back-to-back relegations. So I think that just about sums up how, how Jim's feeling at this stage. Um, and that that would be the, the, the huge worry, Jim. You're looking at Partick Thistle, back-to-back relegations... Unthinkable. Why can that happen? Is it about getting into losing habits, or, or, or does that even exist because you've got different players, different manager? Yeah, but I, you know, sometimes uh, you know you just can't uh, seem to find a solution. You know, and uh, I mean, Falkirk obviously when you know there's such a turnaround in players there when Paul came in, and then obviously Ray McKinnon, and you know they haven't managed to, to get themselves out of the mire. Everyone, as I said, thought okay, eventually Thistle and Falkirk will get themselves up there. It just hasn't happened. And again, a lot to do with the likes of Alloa. Uh, and then recently, Queen of the South, I mean, at the start of the season, Stephen Dobie's just scoring goals for fun all over the place. Just rat- still scored. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think he still scored about 30-odd goals. But, you know, you thought, again, with his goal scoring, they'll be out of it. But then you get on that bad run. So from Thistle's point of view, yeah, I think there's probably was a bit of a malaise, a bit of a hangover, maybe hanging over the club. And they just can't quite, quite seem to shift it. It's maybe within... You know the kind of the the the, the four walls of Fir Hill. You know just mm. just just the atmosphere. Everyone's desperate now, and it's all there's almost you can feel the tension. You know within the club. But that's what it is. Tension sums it up, Mark Weary. That's it's this time of the season, and Scott McDonald comes in, score a few goals, and these teams keep looking as if they're about to turn the corner, and then it doesn't really happen. That's why the fans like Jim has tweeted in there. Are absolutely dreading it, fearing the worst. Aye, I mean, I, I never thought for, for a moment that Partick Thistle would be where they are. You know, when they get relegated last season, and they couldn't uh, kick on, and they did make a few changes, but it, it wasn't to be. And you've then got the strength of, of Ross County, who you know managed to, to, to regroup properly and and do it. You'd always had the strength of Dundee United that was always in the background. Bringing in Robbie Nielsen has worked well for them. They made a lot of changes in January, and then you've got the the rest of the group. Kind of uh, bunched together, you've got Inverness still doing well too, and you've got Ed United. You'd have to say, with the greatest respect to Ian McCall and Sandy Stewart, Didn't two men I know well so and I really like, but you never expected them to to, to get some results having there in Shankland. So, listen, it's a, as you said right at the start of this section, Gordon. It's a brilliant league, and we should enjoy it. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. It is Beat the Pundit time Your chance to take on Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy A special prize as well tonight You get the signed ball If you manage to beat the pundit But just for coming on We'll give you tickets To Clyde One Super Scoreboard Pub Quiz It kicks off on Friday The 19th of April At Drygate Brewing Company The event is sold out Just like all the popular events These days Sell out very quickly uh, So if you want to be there It really is your only chance to, to do it Is by coming on And winning the ticket So give us a call 01419511025 Be quick You only have until the news At 7 o'clock 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Weary and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We have been joined in the studio by our special guest for the evening, for former Rangers and Kilmarnock defender Stevie Smith. So if you have any questions or points for him, you'll put them right in the spot, send them in at Clyde SSB uh, or give us a phone. But let's do this first. The Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Extra special Beat the Pundit this week As always you've got the chance to show off your football knowledge Get one over on Mark Weary or Jim Duffy And win a signed ball However, just for getting through You've won yourself tickets to Clyde One Super Scoreboards Pub Quiz It's on Friday the 19th of April At the Drygate Brewing Company It is sold out So this is really the only way you can win the tickets So far We've had the winner last night And now Stephen from Bishop Briggs Will be joining him Hi Stephen Hi yeah, how you doing? Not too bad Happy enough with the tickets Do you still want to go ahead yeah. And try and win the sign ball? Hi sign ball would be nice But the tickets are great We tried to get them at the time But they just sold out so quick So Listen, a good night The chance to grill Hugh Evans In the Q&A Is obviously a chance That people don't didn't want to miss Mark Weedy oh, It's quite understandable right. Quite right He's in good form And wait to see we shuggy when he's actually Away from the formalities Of the, oh, the studio When the shackles he, are off Oh, oh he's he, honest, he, he is <laughs> He is wild Get him in the bar And you won't believe it As long as you're buying You won't believe it Anyway that's all <laughs> Say that again He's like Clyde Banks Versus Conor McGregor <laughs> I think we'll leave that one there That's that's for another day um, But anyway That's to look forward to Listen it should be a good night If you're coming along You can win tickets The rest of the week For more information It's on our pinned tweet At Clyde SSB Cash prizes on the night The chance to come and sit in On the show uh, A Q&A with some of the team As well So lots to look forward to But let's do beat the pundit Hedge you're up against Mark Weedy And Tails you're up against Jim Duffy It is Tails So Jim Duffy Get those headphones on I'll give you a bit of Clyde too And that way you can't listen to us um, And we'll get your clock up and running Stephen I'm sure you know the way this works But if you don't You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Jim You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yeah go for it Which club are bottom of the championship In Scotland? Uh, Falkirk Which Scottish club is nicknamed the Spiders? Uh, Queen's Park Which English club did Sean Maloney play with Between his two spells at Celtic Oh Wigan Which Rangers player is currently on loan at Blackpool Oh pass In what decade did Meadowbank Thistle change their name to Livingston uh, 2000s uh, where, What were the last Scottish team to reach a European final Other than Rangers or Celtic uh, Aberdeen And what is the name of Chris Cadden's twin Who's currently on loan with Ayr oh, Josh Okay we guess at the end I don't mind that Let's bring Jim Duffy back Jim are you with us? Yep uh, Right ready Same set of questions to you Jim Yep Let's do it then shall we Who's bottom of the Scottish Championship? Falkirk Which Scottish club is nicknamed The Spiders? Queen's Park Which English club did Sean Maloney play with Between his Aston two spells at Celtic Which Rangers player Is currently on loan at Blackpool? Mm, pass Which decade did Meadowbank Thistle Change their name to Livingston? 80s uh, where did What was the last Scottish team To reach a European final Other than Rangers or Celtic And the United um, What is the name of Chris Cadden's twin brother Who's currently on loan With Air United uh, oh. <laughs> I've actually got him mixed up When I've actually was on radio And I can't remember uh, No, sorry oh, You're going to kick yourself For that one You'll come up against them Numerous times uh, Stephen, you've heard the competition Do you fancy your chances Of adding the ball to the tickets Nah, doubtful You don't? Well, let's find out how bad it was First question, who's bottom of the championship? Falkirk, you both got it right uh, The Spiders, Queen's Park, both got it right Stephen, as a Celtic fan, you'll be kicking yourself Sean Maloney oh. did play with Wigan But it was Aston Villa Ah, he's getting a Before he came back up So 3-2 to Jim Duffy 
This was a wee tricky one Which Rangers player on loan with Blackpool? Joe Dodo Joe Dodo A wee tricky one So it's uh, 3-2 to Jim Duffy Which decade did Meadowbank Thistle change their name? It was the 90s to Livingston So none of you got that right So Jim Duffy still only leading by one The last Scottish team to reach a European final Other than Celtic and Rangers Dundee United Stephen So it was, listen, it was always going to be Them or Aberdeen uh, But Dundee United it is So Jim Duffy moves in front And it didn't matter That he forgot That Nicky Cadden existed uh, There we go Nicky He's shaking his head Stephen Not to worry You've won the tickets You're coming along To the pub quiz At the Drygate Brewery um, No sign ball for you though I'm sure you'll be fine We'll try, maybe, maybe try and get you one On the night ah, Brilliant Thanks a lot We'll see you then Good man See you then Stephen Your chance to win the tickets To the Super Scoreboard Pub Quiz all this week on Beat the Pundit So Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy Still here as normal We've been talking all things Alfredo Morelos Neil Lennon The Championship Any of the above Keep the calls coming in But I'm pleased to say We are now joined by our special guest For this evening Former Rangers And Kilmarnock defender Stevie Smith Stevie how are you? Good Good. Thanks Glad for joining you. us What's uh, what's life look like for you now? I heard you were telling the guys um, you now got your own Soccer Academy And I'd imagine Easter holidays Is a, a busy time for you It was um, Last week was, was really busy But I've, I've took this week off To, to give myself a rest And recover so. <laughs> Sitting in a darkened room um, Yeah I was actually at Inverness For a few days So um, It was good to get a wee break But then I'm ready to go back in there On a serious note though Enjoying it Trying to Sculpt The next generation of footballer Or even just Give kids a bit, a bit of fun And outlet to go and play I am enjoying it um, Probably a lot more than I thought I would have When I, when I started um, I think the hardest part was actually getting it set up and, and dealing with the council and things like that And getting facilities So now that it's up and running I'm actually really enjoying it uh, What Stevie doesn't know Mark and Jim and you do Is that when guests come in here on a Wednesday They get they get the usual oh, don't they? They, get, they get the quick fire questions So I don't know if you've heard it before If you have then great And if not you're maybe in for a bit of a shock But let's do it I'll fire through them First game you went to Oh I actually think John Brown's testimonial at Rangers Actually was one of them oh, right. Member of the opposition because I certainly and don't elect, I think Alright yeah. Decent memory Don't mind that Your footballing hero growing up oh, Barry Ferguson probably um, At that time he was the The kind of biggest player At the, the club at the time Being a youth player He was the The kind of inspiration He was the, the one that everybody wanted to be And he was obviously a top player as well So he was probably the one that, that I looked up yeah, to was it, was it double edged then Not only is he a good player But because it was that that incentive of look what he's done coming through sort of thing I think he was he'd achieved what every player at my at the, at the club at that time wanted to achieve so he was probably the one I think Ashley Cole from a, a position point of view also being a left back at that time he was the, one of the best left backs in the world for me so um, mm. probably they too I would say this, you might have just answered the next question best player you've played with Barry Ferguson there we um, go I thought he was going to say that um, best you've played against um, I played against Don Ree and when I was in America and he was, he was oh, still unreal That's not bad is it? Uh-huh. Decent. That is, that's Decent. A, still so he would have been getting on a bit but I bet he was still He was um, He was famed for his pace, did he still have it? Against me he did um, <laughs> But he was still he was still at that time still a top player so um, it was just good to get that experience of playing against guys like that It was Henry Winkler he played against <laughs> Any, Anybody of a certain vintage will know that was yeah, a fun Right who, over my head was, he at, was it New York he played for? Yeah New York. Yep. What is it that separates a striker of that level then? The you know the movement, intelligence. I think he had pace, but he also had pace when he was running with the ball. I think that was the the big thing. Um, I think usually people with, with that much pace are technically aren't as good as the rest. But he had both, which was was scary. Mm. Best friend in football, Lee McCulloch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was your gaffer at one point, was he? He was. How did that? Was it really? It yeah. was actually I. Um, something that harder for you or him? Do you think? Probably for both, I would imagine it was probably quite tough. Um, as I say, I struggled with it earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But again, he was he went he made that transition for assistant manager as well, which was also tough. So he was also assistant manager and one of my best mm-hmm. mates. So that made it um, a bigger problem for me. Right, what's the best stadium you've played at? Ibrox. Just the the I just eventually I just, getting there I, and I, I just loved it. I think it's it's where I always wanted to be. I was I was there for I was nine years old, so it was always my dream to play there and, and get that chance was 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 brilliant. Best footballing moment. Playing in the Champions League, I think against Villarreal, the again the the game was huge, and at the time when you're so young, you don't actually realise how huge it was. But it's now when you're finished and you look back and you see the players you were playing against, that was a, a huge occasion. You I mean watching it in the television for us mere mortals will never get that close. The music and everything else is it is it as special as it as it seems? It was special, but again at that time I was so young and, and naive. You thought that was normal. I thought that was going to be every season, every every year, but. It wasn't, it was a one-off occasion And um, again, when you look back now You realise how big the game actually was uh, I'll bring you back down to earth, don't worry Worst footballing moment? I think the worst feeling I've had Was the, the year with Rangers Where we never got out of the Championship um, We lost the playoff to Muddle And it, they were poor um, I think that's probably the worst I've, I've felt in football at that time Okay, uh, any pre-match superstitions? Nope, none Sorry. See, so <laughs> that question takes a couple of different options Sometimes it's nothing, you just move on And other times we've had guys coming up with all sorts of absolute rubbish I'm trying to think <laughs> what the worst we had But we've had a few very strange ones Did you ever see any any, weirdo, any weirdos round about you? None that I noticed, no, no. But there, there was a few weirdos, but none that I noticed <laughs> be super There's, There's a lot of, stand, <laughs> a lot of standard ones, isn't it? But last out, first out and all these kind Left of things Left first or whatever yeah, putting, that. putting stuff on first and putting stuff out last yeah, that, See, that's no use to me The, do, the, do the, the more out there, the better God, it's just a thing I've, I've got. It's, I don't know if it's a superstition or a fear or whatever, but whenever I'm putting diesel in the car, I can never have it in 13 or any of the numbers top to 13 because I'm afraid of number 13 and I'm always afraid of <laughs> something bad happening to me in a car that I can't do anything with 13 at, at, the, at the petrol station. That was my squad number. That's all no one else would take I it. I did not have you 13. down as the type. No, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just something about I, I'm, I'm just always I'm, I'm scared of road accidents and stuff like that. And for some reason, 13 at the petrol station. Yeah. Oof, can he have it? There you go. <laughs> uh, is there anything about you that we might not already know? Anything interesting? Not that I can think of, no. Yeah, just talent. Oh, make something up. <laughs> no, not that I can All think right, of. All right, fine, no. fair enough. What are your hobbies away from football? I like boxing. Um, something that I've gotten to um, more laterally, I started to, to take part in it as well. I've done a bit of sparring and stuff. So, Jigs um, into the boxing too, aren't he? I've actually sparred them, I. Aye. Aye. Is that uh, the same weight division? I mean, is, how does that I work? would say he had an advantage <laughs> Height and reach and weight He had, he had all the advantages It's not good for so. pals to do that Because the competitive instinct's going to go in it Aye, but it got a wee bit tasty but, uh, <laughs> aye, aye, aye. I certainly Who won? No Whoa. Whoa. Honestly, I would say him But he did have all the advantages So right, bigger okay. and he's, he's, he's heavier So nah, exactly. You can't have you two fighting in the same <laughs> weight division uh, Favourite film? Remember the Titans no, I'm good. I like it. Sporting theme as well. Mark Weedy, you're, don't know, no, you're like know, a bit confused. Don't remember the times at all. Not, yeah. not aware of American it. football. Yeah. You, can, you can check it out and okay. report back to us. Okay. Uh, these two love it because they just get free tips. What are you on the, the Netflix or box sets? What, what's your recommendation? Oh, Game of Thrones is starting next week, so I'm looking forward to that. See, I think I'm too um, far removed. Never seen it. I think I'd be. Pff, I was the I'd same. Be miles behind. I was the same until about a year ago. Oof. And I'd slaughtered it for, <laughs> for about two <laughs> years before. I was going to say. Um, but now I'm started it is, It's incredible Great stuff And uh, your ultimate five aside team With players you played with You can put yourself in it if you want We no, leave that up to the individual Definitely no <laughs> um, Alan McGregor I'll go David Weir Barry Ferguson 
He would be on mm. five aside. Come yeah, on. yeah. Ah, just to pull the strings at the back. <laughs> Dad'll puzzle. Um, Lee McCullough. <laughs> I can't see him. him. We've had a text in from Lee McCullough. <laughs> um, who else would I go? I think it's going to Boydie for goals. Puzzle. Yeah, okay. Boydie. Don't mind that. Happy with that, Mark Guidi? He always cast a critical eye over the yeah, five aside. I, I like that. And I, I, funny, we're doing some of the. Dream teams of the, the William Hill boys this week and uh, John Hughes and Andy Webster both had big Davy Weir yeah. um, in put, their team as well. Which guest did we have in this season who put six in their team again? Somebody put six and they're never going to live it Matt, down. Matt Walton. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was Gary Holt. I think it was Gary Holt, the Livingston boss, put six in. There we go. At least you, you managed to get the five in. Uh, Stephen Smith, former Rangers and Kilmarnock defender, amongst others, of course, is with us. So if you've got any questions on Twitter uh, or any points, feel free to get them in. And of course, we're still talking football, just as normal. 0141 951 1025. Uh, I'm curious, Stephen, about the, the, the route you've taken. You've now got your own soccer academy. Having played with. And under so many big names Do you have a Is it a particular f- philosophy Or a, p- a particular feeling For the, the way that, that kids should play football Or is it just About letting them go and enjoy themselves Enjoying themselves the, the biggest thing um, Especially when they come to somebody like me It's For me I'm, I'm learning every day um, So I've took myself into an environment Where I've never been Which is coaching basically 5 year olds Right through to 12 year olds So if they don't enjoy it They'll basically they'll not come back So you have to give them that where it's enjoyable but it's something a wee bit different for maybe what they're used to for their boys clubs as well um, so I've always tried to make it professional sessions but adapt them for kids um, and they seem to quite enjoy it so far so I've not really had many complaints although that might come through time but um, again it's it's enjoyment's the biggest thing so if they don't enjoy coming then they're, they're, it won't be See in your career Stephen who was the coach that taught you the most in terms of the, the game that took the time to go through things if you want to say step by step I think it's I think coaches back when I was coming through were different. Um I mean I come through with guys like John Brown and Ian Durant, John McGregor, Tom McLean, Tom Forsyth, people like that who were they probably shaped me as a person more than a player. Mm-hmm. Um and again coaching's changed so you have to adapt with the times as well and a lot of the things that these guys done are still you could still apply them today, no problem. But I think as I say, coaching's changed and there was a lot of players that came through with me at that time probably didn't enjoy that environment, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved it Because um, basically They just demand hard work And if you give them That hard work then There's no complaints And see the kids you've got now Remember like, like, like the 10, 11, 12 year olds That are getting towards High school and stuff like that Are they receptive to coaching Are they, are they listening are they, are they trying to learn They are they've, they, What I've noticed is they've got, they've got really good attitudes Because I'm, I'm doing something On top of their, their Actual boys club stuff as well So it's like an extra night training So it's boys that really want to train And really want to improve um, Whereas with the young ones It's sometimes Maybe their parents Try to get them into the game And stuff so my sessions need to change for a day-to-day basis. Basically, it's not the same mm-hmm. group that you're working with, or same age group. So you have to adapt it every single day. Because we we do now hear a criticism that actually maybe overcoaching is a problem, and, and why are kids not just enjoying themselves? That you know enjoy it first, and you even hear you know some elite athletes out there. You, um, I think Roger Federer's big on it about enjoying sport, playing more than one sport, getting out and, and being being multi-sport if you can, and that will eventually help you. Is is that come into your thinking that the enjoyment can actually Lead to a, a better all round game If the elite level is, is something that you want to work towards Of course it does I think you, you, when you find yourself doing what I'm doing you th- All kids just want to play games That's the first question they ask you. When are we playing games? When are we playing games? And that's the bit that they enjoy So you have to give them a bit leading up to the games And make them develop But then sometimes you've just got to go and let them play Because that's ultimately what the kids enjoy doing yeah, I mean I think you've got the 
the, the two aspects as uh, Stevie's saying there you, you have some kids who have got the potential to be better but you've just got kids who just want to go and play you know not, you know they just want to have fun and uh, you know the health aspect and uh, you know the, the positive mindset all these kind of things are all invaluable and you know when you're in a group of people and you're all having fun it just makes you want to be active mm-hmm. and these are these are things now that we know are very very important and not as prevalent as they were you know obviously 10 years ago or so tell us about that coaching journey that you experienced then stevie you talked about you said coaching's different now from from what it was when you experienced so what what specifically did the guys do back then and who was the first one you experienced that you realized okay this is different this is this is new this is this is new compared to what I'm used to. I think Jan Vouters was a bit different when he was at, at Rangers. Um, I had just kind of broke into the first team under um, Alan McLeish at the time, and it was it was different. I, I, at the time, I thought I hated it, and I thought I didn't like him. But now I realised when I stopped playing, he was trying to make me better. What um, what, what do you mean by that you, then? Too technical, or t- you, you would go into basic things at training. You go in and do boxes, which every team does every Friday the day before a game. And he used to come into my box every Friday, and I hated it. I used to see him come. I used to try and avoid him, and I just see him changing boxes and putting mine. I was like, oh, here he's coming. But he would always coach you through. He would ask you why you stand in that position, why you know standing here, why do you always stand in the same position, things like that. And again, at the time, I'm thinking here he's coming. He's just getting on at me, but he was genuinely trying to make me better. Even in wee things like that, which were more so for fun, he was trying to make me better. Well, right. more, more Ross he said the exact same thing. Yeah, I've heard more uh, actually about, say that and about um, Jan Vouter yeah. and also as well. It's like the, the thing is, the kinetic control, pass, and move. Yeah, control and pass. But if you're in the right position, you don't need to move. So don't just move for the sake of moving. Me things like I said that Jan was was big on too, just small detail. Yeah. And I actually spoke to him, but um, he was leaving, and we had a, a kind of lunch get together when he was leaving. And he said to me that day, he never told me this at any point. Um, and he said he was always on at me because he believed that I could do something in the game. That was the the reason he was doing mm. it. But he never told me that at any point. So it's hard at the time, but it, it makes it all worth it when yeah. you when you yeah. hear that or when you look back. Yeah. All right. Stephen Smith is with us tonight, former Rangers and Kilmarnock defender. If you've any questions, get them in. We're still talking football, so let us know your thoughts on any of today's big talking points. Maybe you're already looking ahead to the weekend as well. Let's have them. We'll get the full time teaser up and running next. Also. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here. Stevie Smith, our special guest for the evening, still with us. We haven't put him off in the first 20 minutes. So he's still here. If you've any points or questions on Twitter, send them in to us at Clyde SSB. All it means though is that Mark and Jim have got an extra brain on the full-time teaser Which often helps So let's get tonight's question up and running You send the questions to us We give the guys between now and 8 o'clock to come up with the answer So Robert sent tonight's in And he's looking for the last 10 Now I'm not giving you a time frame yet I might do it later on We're looking for the last 10 players Who won Scotland's Young Player of the Year PFA But didn't play for the old firm at the time so we're looking for the last 10 players who won Scotland's Young Player of the Year award and did not play for the old firm at the time. Because Kieran Tierney's won the last few uh, for a couple of others. But these guys did not play for Celtic or Rangers. So you got any to kick us off? I'll go James McFadden. Yes, he is within that time frame. James McFadden won it in 0203 at Motherwell. Young Jim Duffy? Players. Nope. My young players yet I mean Stevie Smith You can sit back yeah. And just ignore this If you want But you want to throw a name in Stephen Naismith one Yes, yes 0607 At Alright two down Eight to go If you like the sound of this And you want to send Your question in To get used 
You need to send it to fulltime at Clyde1.com Let's speak to Bill in Jordan Hill Hi Bill Hello What's your point tonight? I just wonder if any of the panel thought there was anyone in Scottish football that would benefit Celtic as a summer signing oh, Good question Any any names? Anyone in Scottish football <coughs> um, Alfredo Morelos Bill said Bill said uh, he'd take him Well if, I, if I'm Sorry, who's who's this for for, for, for Rangers or for, Cel- for, for Celtic? Celtic yeah. So if, if you don't if you don't count Rangers players, there's two players that I really like. One would be funny enough. It's going to be my vote for the the football writers, young Scottish player of the year all day long, Lewis Ferguson. Um, I'm not saying he's gettable or or whatever. He's he's in Rangers or Aberdeen and like that kind of thing. But if you're talking about the best young talent in the country just now, I'd say Lewis Ferguson, and obviously your your man. At, uh, at Motherwell Turnbull Is clearly um, mm-hmm. A bit special As well I also And I don't know if anybody's Looking at him But I was speaking to somebody The other day about him And Stevie will know All about him It's his position I like Greg Taylor At Kilmarnock You know I think he's just Really steady I think he's improved The past 18 months He's got a fantastic Attendance record Never injured Up and down the park Never gets any glory Never gets any praise But you know Left backs can be hard to come by And I think Greg Taylor Is a, t- a terrific young left back I don't know if you agree Stevie But I think he's a terrific young left back I do agree He's actually somebody That I was going to mention um, but The biggest thing about Greg He's got a great attitude as well yeah. he, he listens and he learns And he trains every day At 100% Never misses training um, He trains the way he plays And he's he's a really good boy as well So he's got somebody That's got all the attributes That can play at a top club um, um, The one thing that I think people would question Is his height Yeah Um but for somebody that is quite small, he doesn't really get beat in there quite a lot, which is, which I noticed obviously playing with him and, and playing the same position. Jim Duffy, the one yeah. that's there staring you in the face because there's been interest before is Scott McKenna. But yeah. whether that ship has sailed or not, time will tell. Yeah, I mean, Scott McKenna, again, uh, you know, definitely is, is one that I think that, uh, you know, will be on Celtic's radar. But uh, I would go with David Tumble at Motherwell. I think he's an exceptional young player. And I think if you wait too long, you're going to have to pay way, uh, you know, much more money. Um, and the other one I think is, is Liam Kelly the, the goalkeeper at Wellington uh, yeah. because I think that uh, you know if Celtic going to get another competitive goalkeeper I know he was at Rangers but he reminds me a little bit of a young Alan McGregor yeah. you know that, great that agility kind of, yeah just that agility. Kind of, and he's went out yep. and he's wanted to play first team football all these guys, and I think he's improved mm. all the time over the last uh, season and I think there's a lot more to come. And, and as a goalkeeper, he's got mm. umpteen years ahead of him. So for me, those with the Turnbull and, and, yeah. and Kelly would be the A great signing by Kenny Miller. And Kenny Miller obviously knew him from Rangers and, and took him on a free. And yeah, for me, yeah, Liam Kelly, I'd agree, he's been the... Well, Alan McGregor, probably, but out with the old firm, um, Liam Kelly's a goal of the season, for sure. Bill, did you have any names yeah, on your I mind already? some of them were the ones that he came up with. I thought Taylor would be an ideal man that's covered for... Kieran Tierney um, I don't know how Tierney's going to be doing as regards injury I don't know that injury that he picked up seems to have uh, halted him quite a wee bit so I quite like Taylor and I like Kelly because uh, Doris De Vries will be going and uh, who knows where Greg, Craig Gordon's going to be but I also like uh, there's, a, there's a chap on loan I don't know if he's got his name right or not uh, Hibbs, the Belgian boy Omionga. Uh, Omionga, I think he's Omionga, yeah. Omionga. Well, Neil Lennon signed um, him. Sorry? Neil Lennon signed him for him. Yeah, yeah, but I, I thought that he might be a good man to come into the midfield. Uh, there's going to be times where uh, 
Scott Brown's not going to be able to play either through injury or, you know, maybe slight form shade. And I thought that Omienga would be quite good. I also like Liam Lindsay at Barnsley. And uh, there's someone down at Leicester City that I think might be worthwhile um, if we can maybe get him on loan. And the boy's name is Chowdhury. I don't know if you've ever seen him. Chowdhury, yeah. He's got a big mop of hair. <laughs> um, and I, I think that he would be very similar to the chap from from uh, that's on loan, the Belgian boy yeah. that's on loan at Hibs. I mean, it's, it's quite a wish list. Listen, we're obviously being hypothetical, but that's, that's fine. That, that's what we're here for. Celtic and others have shown in the past couple of seasons that if, if you get it right, if it's a Ryan Christie, you can really make it work. Even Scott Bain was one that was, remember how bizarre that was? Yeah. He was he was at Hibs, he hadn't played for Hibs, and then he, he came, he's now the number one, he's arguably Scotland's number one as well. So the opportunities uh, are there as they have I, been for years. I like those kind of questions, Bill. <laughs> Gordon takes you back to the old newspaper days, but I speculate. Just throwing some names exactly, out there. Just throw, just throw something out there and see if it sticks. Um, no, listen, it's hypothetical, but... the. the, the the thing is, I forgot about Scott McKenna. Celtic were in from in August. They were absolutely willing to go to £5 million. Aberdeen told them, wasting your time, you're not even close to it, at £5 million, which was true. And then you had Stoke and Aston Villa sniffing in January, probably willing to go to six and a half. Again, Aberdeen said, no, you're wasting your time. So, I mean, proper credit to Aberdeen for everybody at that club for, for knocking back that kind of money. What they would get for them now... I don't know, is he still six and a half? Is he now nudging towards eight or nine? I don't know, Jim, you know, but he's got to be serious money for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, as I said, he's a, he's a player because he's left side, he's strong, he's quick. Um, he's still got he's still got elements. You've seen the goal, the, the loss against uh, Hearts a few weeks ago there with uh, uh, Piezo, you know, and he, he just he missed time things. And he's had a couple of them this year. So I think he's positioning. You know, he gets, you tend to find boys who are quite quick are not always the best readers of the game. They don't anticipate because sometimes their pace gets my way. So I think he's still got to read the game out better. He's got to, you know, just uh, understand the, uh, you know, the position a little bit better. But, you know, as as again as a potential, um, you know, player in, in terms of, you know, physicality, strength, you know, say mm-hmm. left side, all these things. He's got a lot of attributes. And and again, you know, what Mark says I think you know it could be somewhere between five six million with add-ons. Um, well, I said he's willing to pay that for a young Scottish player. I'm not so sure, Stevie. It's almost impossible to predict which, which ones would work and which ones wouldn't because I've just mentioned a couple that have been successful with your Kilmarnock hat on. The one that I think surprised everyone is Yusuf Malumbu. I was outstanding for Kilmarnock, gets a move to Celtic. We barely see him, uh, and, and he, he ends up back at Kilmarnock. Did that surprise you? It didn't surprise me after it, didn't, it seemed to be not working at Celtic. Um, I think he's got a really good relationship with Steve Clark at Kilmarnock, so it was no surprise that that's actually where he went when um, he realised at Celtic it wasn't quite working for him. That's Stephen Smith joining us tonight alongside Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy. Uh, Stephen, we'll, we'll touch on Kilmarnock a bit later on. That's the, the the latter part of the career. Take us back to the beginning. What did your what did your football journey look like? How how did how did that happen to becoming a professional footballer? Where did it all start? It basically started at, at Rangers I think I was there from I was nine years old basically right through um, Eventually got in full time um, At 16 years old Actually when I'd be a bit earlier Just um, my late, um, when I was 15 um, and it was the Dog first in school year. Yeah basically yeah um, <laughs> And it was I was involved with the youth team at that at that time So basically it was at Rangers right through I never really knew anything else um, And then also make my debut at 17, 18 Was um, is what I always wanted to do For being there for, for someone so young To, to actually make it was um, was, was special. Who was the debut against? 
hearts What, what do you um, remember about that then? Because that's obviously That's one of the standout moments I would imagine it, I was um, I was actually on the bench at the time um, And after five I think Mo Ross was actually playing left back And Alan McLeish turned around to Jan Bowers After five minutes and said I'm taking him off <laughs> And I can remember being on the bench And I was thinking oh here we go um, but we actually I think we were getting beat one nothing at the time But we actually turned it around We were winning 2-1 So I thought oh, I'll be fine I'm not going now mm-hmm. And half time They came out and gave me the shout Saying you're going on So um, I was There was a wee bit of fear there And obviously a lot of nerves But once I got on I was actually fine um, It was a good atmosphere that day I think we ended up winning 3-2 So um, The initial part on the bench It was probably more nerves Than anything else And then I actually thinking I'm fine I'm not going on at this point And then getting that shout At half time to put me on So um I'll always want at McLeish for, for, for giving me that debut Looking back then You say you were there from If you were nine fit Full time at 15 Who were the who were the guys you came through with? Who were your teammates all through that time? Uh, the youth team was, was guys like Alan Hutton Chris Buck Charlie Adam And, and, and people like that So we always had a, a really good standard of player at, at that time um, In terms of I think Chris Buck was the one That was always seemed to be That bit special to me um, He was outstanding at that age And he's still playing just now But he's probably a completely different player mm-hmm. To what it was then To what he is now yeah. So I just remember We used to basically get told, Give him the ball And he used to give him it And he used to just dribble past people Set up a goal or score That was that was our tactics basically um, And at that age At 16, 17, 18 He, he was that good What type of group were they? I'm sure there was a lot of hard work um, I don't know Boys will be boys But a mischief involved as well um, There was probably more nights out Than what there, there should have been um, <laughs> But I think when you've got Four or five young guys That all break through at the same time Charlie Adams involved at that time as well So And the nights out Or the, f- the football? Um, probably more than nights No 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 It was it was, it was was a good group Even though We did probably enjoy ourselves Quite a bit um, But at that point It was It was probably a lot more normal Than what it is now I think Again football's changed And um, young players have changed But we came through at a time Where that was um, That was the norm basically That's what that's what we were used to doing So um, we enjoyed it But we, we worked hard as well Yeah because a few of those guys Seem like Big personalities Kind of larger than life Has, that, has it always been that way? Um we're all different, I would say. Um, I think Chris Burke was a, was a wee bit different back then as well. Um, he was probably the more, most professional at the lot is, and he's, he's still the same to this day. That's probably why he's still playing, and I'm I'm Getting standing here. <laughs> yeah. um, but again, he had um, he was probably a step ahead of the rest days at that at that point. I mean, the, the Paul Le Guin era. I think you played quite a lot, certainly under him initially. What what was that like? Because that's looked back on as being a a huge time for the club, many negative connotations. But you maybe didn't. Feel it to be quite so negative If you were playing at the time is, is it sometimes funny For a footballer To look back in those times I've said this quite a few times I think if you Stood the whole squad here At, at different points It would tell you a different story um, But again I was 18, 19 Just broke into the team And I was playing every week So I didn't Again the more experience you get The more opinions you have And we had big players And big characters at that time Who had big opinions And the, the problem that Paul Gwen had I think they were our best players That was the that was the problem um, But as a young player At that point for me It was a good learning curve for me um, but again the older experienced players And I don't know what went on behind closed doors But I'm sure they would tell you a completely different story To what the likes of me would say So there's a bit of a whistle stop tour of your career I appreciate I'm missing out a, f- a few chapters But what When you, you talk about your pride at, at Coming through at Rangers The debut All the good times what What's it like then when the moment comes And you leave that It was For me I struggled When I went to Norwich at first Um I think the first I was only there six months And I had to come back up the road And go to Aberdeen and loan So it was um, Again I'd grew up at, at Rangers That was my comfort zone And I'd basically been took out Of that comfort zone And, and went to Norwich And at that, Norwich was a huge club as well And it was it was in, in the middle Of a, a good period for the club as well So But for me personally I, I struggled quite a lot Because I was used to Rangers And it was I grew up there I knew all the women in the canteen The kit met Everything 
Um, so it was really, it was really difficult for me that period. And is it, is it a big moment when when the news arrives that that it's not for you anymore, or do you know that it's coming? What can you remember specifically and how that felt? I actually had the option to stay. Um, I'd spoke to Walter Smith about staying, and he'd, he'd said to me if you you leave and. Um, as I said, it doesn't work out You can come back and stuff like that Go and explore your options But we want you to stay So there was an option of me having another year But I think development as a person Even though at the time I really struggled with it It's probably one of the best things that I've done To take myself out of that environment um, And go and learn And struggle for a bit Because again at Rangers You're, you're in um, Everything's done for you It's the, it's the best to, The clubs that you're going to get you're, you're probably ever going to play for So from a young age I'd had that experience I hadn't ex- experienced anything else So even though at that exact moment I'd probably say it was the worst period mm. of my, my life at that point I'm glad that I've done it Every former Rangers or Celtic player that we've had And always says that if they leave and they go to Norwich or something like that Nothing compares Nothing is like the, the pressure, the expectation that The goldfish bowl, whatever you want to call it That comes with, with playing up here Did you find that? I didn't like it Whatever it was Whatever I just didn't like being away From that environment Again I don't know if it was, I, was, I was so used to it It was it was my, my normal life from nine right through So um, to be taken away from that and, and dropped in Norwich and had two young children at the time as well, so that added pressure and and things like that. I, I don't, I can't specifically say what it was. I just know that I didn't at that point in my life. I didn't enjoy it. If you watch Alan Partridge, you'll know. You said earlier on, Stevie, about the um, you know now the, the the playing days are done. You get the chance to look back a bit more and you reflect and you perhaps draw different conclusions than you, conclusions than you did at the time. Injuries are part and parcel of a, a footballer's career. Jim Duffy, you know, will tell you that as well. H- how do you look back on all those frustrations? Because um, obviously there were many. I think it's the when you say my name, it's probably the one thing that most people would associate with that name is, is the amount of injuries that I had. Um, and again, it was I think if you'd uh, I've said this before as well, if you told me at seventeen, eighteen, I'd have played the amount of games that I did for the clubs that I did, I'd have bitten your hand off because at that point I was talking about maybe not playing again. Um, so again, to even though I've not played a huge amount of games throughout my career, I've been fortunate enough to play in some big ones and for some big clubs. So, so is that right? It, it looked that grim at, at that point. It did. Uh, there was a period where a seventeen, eighteen, where I could, probably could have quit, um, just the, through the frustration and probably not knowing what, what actually was wrong with me. That was the the biggest thing. Um, but again, the club stood by me at that point when again they didn't probably have to do that. And I've been fortunate enough as well with with all the clubs that I've been at. They actually have stood by me and. And got me the right specialist Or had me, got me the operation and Or got me the scan that I needed So um, I've got a lot to thank the, the, the clubs for as well Alright let's see how you two are getting on in the teaser Stevie's been taking the heat off you for a minute We're looking for the last 10 players To win Scotland's Young Player of the Year The PFA Award But they didn't play for the old firm at the time So you've got James McFadden and Stephen Naismith Lewis Morgan No mm. Jason Cummins No Okay I'll, I'll give you a cert Andrew Robertson Yes he was the last one to do it actually In the 13-14 uh, season one? He's done alright since he left hasn't he? Are all in agreement with no, that? Not, not too bad uh, No, no Scott Allen I'll throw in another one Scott Brown No Last 10 So no, he's, Wait, Hibs? No No he didn't actually No uh, it's not to, You're not wrong with the years But it's just not, not one Ryan Christie Inverness No I'm having to mix up the football right Last one I've got down Stevie May No all right, I'll give you some thinking time. Yeah. We'll get back to it, and it's we'll speak to what? Stevie Smith again next. No. <laughs> Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Weary, Jim Duffy and Stephen Smith here Going about your full-time teaser Sent in tonight to fulltime at Clyde1.com Looking for the last 10 players Who've won Scotland's Young Player of the Year But didn't play for the old firm at the time So we're going back a fair bit You've got Stephen A. Smith, James McFadden Andy Robertson so far hey, well, Kenny Miller Yes, in 99-2000 season He was at Hibs and he won it Stevie Matt, Smith get one Did you? Derek Riordan Yes he also was at Hibs of course 0405. Mm, so I'm going back to I'll give you a clue You're going back to the nine, Yeah 97-98 season So somebody's Going to Going to Rangers That Walter Or Weedicky's um, thing No Well no he was at, I'll give you a clue The furthest one back Was at one of the Edinburgh clubs At the time 97-98 You've got a few more recent ones that are definitely doing. Alan Johnson? No. Mm. Right era. Mm. Right, you've got a couple more mm. that are definitely doing. Stevie Smith's still here. We'll t- uh, look back on some other talking points from his career before we leave tonight. Let's speak to John and Bishop Briggs. Oh, hi, John. Hi, panel. How's things? Good, thanks. Uh, it was just about that caller. It was on earlier on. It was just saying about, obviously, about Neil Lennon. Saying he walked away from Celtic then. Obviously, saying about hypocritical coming back and stuff. Obviously, he's mentioned about Walter Smith done the exact same with Rangers, and obviously, I didn't hear them complaining when Walter Smith came back and done good to them. And I think there's another one that came on as well after saying about Neil Lennon. I hope he gets a job for Celtic. I just, obviously, I like to say, I think uh, Neil Lennon's only manager, Stephen Gerrard, no defeated this season in the league. So, what does that say? So you, are you just def- are you sticking up for Neil Lennon or no, I'm sticking up for Neil yeah, Lennon yeah, I, I, get, so, no, I get that you, you, do, you do want him to get it yeah uh, his record against uh, Rangers is brilliant that's for uh, Hibs and Celtic and just uh, once uh, last season as well I think he got Hibs uh, biggest points total ever in the league as well so I think he's done brilliant We get a lot of Celtic fans on here John who are not as convinced I'm sure you've heard all the reasons before From your fellow Celtic fans What what, what do you make of, of that? What sort of defence would you would you give against those? That's probably a Celtic fan I'd just like ask him when they celebrate the thunder Once they brought it back away back again Once they come back Once our team is in a mess Hopefully fans are probably sitting in the stadium bouncing Once they get the stadium bouncing again After Tony Mowbray can I mess our team up I think it's just get off his back and Let's start getting behind him Because I think it's, uh, It'll be sweet if he brings 10 in the rofers So I'm hoping uh, He becomes manager I think well, first of all for, for Neil Lennon To give himself the best possible chance Of getting the job John the way you're talking You probably want Neil Lennon to get it As I think he's got to win the treble He's got to win on Sunday Sunday is a massive game For Celtic have got against an Aberdeen form That uh, Aberdeen team Absolutely have no fear I think the fact that Aberdeen Don't have Graham Shinney in the team Will be a positive for them On Sunday And I'll tell you why I think that Graham Shinney Perhaps will get caught up. Would have got caught up in a one-to-one battle with, with, with Scott Brown and lose his focus and actually the job in hand. So whoever's in beside Lee, um, Lewis Ferguson, if, it, if it's young McLennan or, or whoever it's going to Campbell. be, it Campbell. Sorry, mm-hmm. Campbell. Then I think I'll allow them to focus on football and not be detracted away from just getting the job done. That's not to say you, you don't pay attention to Scott Brown and what he can do, but I, I would look upon it as, as a positive for Aberdeen. I think Celtic will go there feeling nervy for obvious reasons. And um, you know, I, I just wouldn't be surprised if Aberdeen if Aberdeen nick it on Sunday. I, I think uh, Shinny's a huge miss, a massive miss for him. And I think that uh, when you lose your captain, uh, the guy who's you know really you know you know leads the team, uh, I think it's it'll be too big a uh, you know a loss for Aberdeen. I don't think they'll get anyone of his similar quality and what he brings to the team. 
and that drive and determination and aggression and all these things, I, d- I don't think they've got anyone else who can can replace him. I think you'll have to change the, the, the style of the team slightly um, because and people say, oh, it's only one player, but I think he's such an influential player. Mm. I think that I'm not, that's the only difference because I think Celtic, as I said before, have got you know, so many options going forward. But I do think it'll be just a blow which uh, you know will be the significant blow for Aberdeen and, and Celtic will go into the final. Stevie Smith, how do you look ahead to these big semi-finals at the weekend? I think Shinny will be a big loss. I think I was at the previous um, game against Rangers and, and tactically in the middle of the pitch, Aberdeen were outstanding. Um, Shinny Ferguson, I'm sure it was Campbell that played that night as well. They, they basically went man for man against the Rangers midfield and to be honest, they never gave him a kick. Um, the three of them were outstanding, their work rate, and then they actually when they won the ball, they were good in possession as well. So again, I agree that, that Shinny's mm. going to be a huge loss. All right, thanks to John in Bishop Briggs. Any more on the teaser? Alan McLaren? No. Craig Gordon? Andy McLaren? No. Andy Webster? One? No. Who, who did that last one go to? 97, 98? Well, he did the team. He actually went down south. He had a good career down south. So he went down south. In, in, in the Romanov era? No, no before no, that. Going back to yeah, Jim yeah. Jeffries. Yep. So in fact, you're going back to the Hearts Cup winning team then of 98. Fullback mm. Gary Locke No Gary Naismith Gary Naismith mm. Gary Naismith Well done Stevie Smith Right you've got a Gary couple Naismith. more to get uh, Stevie we spoke before the break about Your career Sort of chronologically Rangers leaving Rangers Going to Norwich uh, You were actually one of the wrong answers On last night's full time teaser Due to your time playing uh, In the MLS What was that experience like? I loved it um, Again I, a, I spoke about the, the time at Norwich Which I, I didn't enjoy I probably two years of my career Where it became unenjoyable for me to play um, But I got the chance to go to America And it was something different And in a different environment And a probably a lot more positive environment Than what I had been in in the last two years So I loved it And it was actually a, a better standard Than I thought I was going out to as well So it kind of gave me that love back of playing Which I'd, I'd lost in the, in the previous two years Yeah, there was a time when people In the UK looked down their noses at the MLS I mean surely that's that's no longer the case Not only Not even talking about the standard But but the facilities And everything else that goes into it Is it a completely different experience? It is And again The the facilities are are the huge thing I think that The the stadiums now The the majority of them are sold out And they've all got training facilities And um, They're all top of the range as well So it was a great environment for me to be in Um, And again Just to get that that love back for playing Which I'd lost in the, the previous two years of my career But um, again, the standard of players that at that time they're, they're athletes, they're big and they're strong and they're quick. Sometimes technically they weren't great, um, if I was being honest. But in terms of their attitude and and, and want to learn, the, the, there's no um, place that I've been in where, where the players and a group of them, a lot of them at the time, you usually get one or two at a club, but it was the whole the whole club seemed to have that attitude. They want to get better and, and want to learn as well, which was great. Now, of course, you're doing your own soccer academy at the moment, which we mentioned most recently. It, it was Kilmarnock They're getting a lot of attention And rightly so A large part of that I don't think it's any secret Stevie Clark, What's he like? What's the, the secret to the success If you will? When I was there It was Taking us back to basics um, Again we felt at that time We did make some Some good signings And, and we recruited well But um, I don't think that the, the ones that we did recruit At that time Were at peak fitness Which didn't help us um, Guys like Stephen O'Donnell And Chris Bark And Alan Power And, and Kurt Broadfoot Brophy as well wasn't it? Brophy, Lee, yeah. Brophy, yeah. Yeah. So the recruitment was, was good And I felt that we had a good squad But the performances were poor um, We were really poor I think we'd lost The first seven games in a row um, When Steve Clark actually came in I think he got an instant impact um, Even the game I can remember when he got announced He was in the stand at Partick And we mm-hmm. went and won that game And he, he just kicked on for there Usually when a new manager comes in You lose that That 
effect after six, seven games, but it just continued right through the season, which was incredible. I know the Kilmarnock fans won't like to hear it, but we on this show we've got a potentially a vacancy at Celtic. We might even have one soon at Scotland, depending who you listen to. Is that is that the realistic worry for Kilmarnock that, that he's a, attracted elsewhere? I think it has to be. I think when you you're that successful as a manager, I think even this year. To repeat what he'd done the year before and, and maybe better I think he's only one point off the total that they got last year So um, again it's a, a ridiculous season for a, a club of Kilmarnock size I mean mm. competing with the budgets they're competing with as well It's it's um, again when these jobs come up and he's done so well It's only natural that that's where he's going to be linked to I think we're going to have to leave it there I'd like to mm. sit and talk to Stevie all night But you've got work to do in the teaser So it's your fault We're looking mm. for the last 10 players who've won Scotland's Young Player of the Year But they did not play for the old firm at the time So guys like Andy Robertson at Dundee United Stephen Naismith at Kilmarnock Derek Wyarden Hibbs James McFadden Motherwell Kenny Miller Hibbs And Gary Naismith Hibbs as well Any more? I'm toiling uh, Lewis Stevenson? Nope Gary O'Connor? Nope if I give you the club of this one You'll absolutely nail it No doubt about it I'll Give us a club then Hamilton <laughs> uh, James, James McCarthy 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 yeah, James, James McCarthy. McCarthy Good shoot uh, Dundee United Who else would have done it there? Andy Robertson did What about before that? Um, Not Ryan Gold Before that? No. Nope The 10-11 season It's not helping Gordon Oh David Goodwillie Told you There we go uh, Right Still got a couple of more to get Another Hibs one Big one Surprised you haven't got this Now they didn't play for Celtic Rangers at the time But they might have gone on to play for them Gary Caldwell mm, Think Kevin Thompson More of a goal scorer Still at one of those clubs Oh uh, 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 Lee Griffiths Lee Griffiths There we go <laughs> uh, I think we've got one more to get The hardest one of the lot By a mile Right, okay. The 2001-2 season He okay. won it at Aberdeen 2001-2 oh, Went down south I was going to say for an English team But I suppose technically it was a Welsh team Oh Kevin McNaughton Kevin McNaughton Thank you Jim Duffy, Mark Guiri And our special guest Stevie Smith Big thanks for listening We're back tomorrow with Mark and uh, It's Gordon and Fraser I should say Callum's up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.